Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. Uh, in the word of the Lord today, to Mark chapter 5, a familiar passage of scripture, uh, perhaps, man, you've read it many times before, I believe that just a nugget or two that I'd like to extrapolate from the text, man, that might be a blessing to someone on today, Mark chapter 5, beginning at verse uh, 25, going to read verses 25 through 34. And I would invite you to stand with me here in the building, men, and also to read along with me, amen, as we read the word of the Lord Jesus. When you have it, say amen. Let's read together. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse when she had heard Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment and she said if I may but touch his clothes I shall be whole and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him turned about in the press and said who touched my clothes his disciples said unto him thou seest the multitude thronging thee and sayest thou who touched me and he looked about to see her that had done this thing but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth and he said unto her daughter thy faith have made thee whole go in peace be whole of thy plague the word of the Lord is blessed gonna pray we would that you would remain standing for a moment do want to extract from that last verse there it says, daughter, thy faith, thy faith has made you whole. Would you just say with me out of that text, your faith enables you to touch Jesus. Precious Father, we honor you and we thank you, Lord Jesus, for privilege of being able, oh God, to minister to the body of Christ. We realize, Lord, it's not by might, by power, but it is by your spirit and so we ask that you would take control now god somebody needs to be encouraged strengthened someone needs to be challenged god in their faith to realize and know that through faith god we can do the impossible but we need oh god to have faith lord jesus glory to god not faith in men not faith in oneself but faith in almighty god so we ask that you would take these next few moments. Oh God, we pray that you will communicate your will, your pleasure to the people of God. Ready every heart. God, put at peace every troubled mind. God, give us to know, hallelujah, that the word of the Lord alone has the ability to transform, has the ability to heal, make whole, set free, and deliver. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Amen. And amen, you may have your seats. Today, even though I want to make the argument for demonstrating faith to the point of uh, like this lady in this particular text, to the point of, of being forced, if you will, to break some rules, uh, I need to preface the argument by explaining that in order to get to the place that this lady got to, that there needs to be a transformation of the mind uh, 
uh, in the way that we actually see Jesus Christ because many of us don't see Jesus in such a way that we search and we seek uh, passionately for him perhaps at one time we had a mind to perhaps do that but uh, sometimes the, the the thought and the idea after much frustration has taken place that perhaps this is something that's out of reach and it becomes important for us not just to be able to see Jesus Christ as doing this for somebody else but to the point to where in our issues of life we see him doing it for us and so that we have the mind that Paul had that I can do all things through Christ that that, that strengthens me if if God gives me the mind to do it and I believe it then I have the ability to approach the Lord Jesus and touch him and believe that he will uh, help me with my infirmity with my issue whatever the case may be ultimately uh, I believe that God wants to bring us to a place to where he can impose on us to take a leap of faith to go from where we are in a place of in many cases of not having enough faith to the point to where we have the kind of faith that we believe that if we can just make our way into the presence of almighty God and gain his attention then all things are possible because of our faith because of this mentality that we have because there's been a change in the way that we think in the way that we behave there's been a change in our philosophy in our mental state and the whole experience that's being communicated here in this passage speaks to transformation rather than conformation and the word of the Lord shows us and tells us in the book of Romans chapter what 12 to be not conformed to this world don't allow this world to shape you don't allow just what's going on around you your circumstances to be able to define you but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and our coming to church and our engaging in Sunday school and Bible studies and, and being involved in various types of ministry lends itself to the transformation process of renewing the way that we think. It's really an engaging and I know that some people just kind of operate and think that it's enough to operate on the periphery. But if you're going to really know the way of the Lord, if you're going to be able to touch God, you have to be, get closer to God. You have to get into his presence. You have to be involved in this process see even though you you get saved and and you get sanctified you might even get to the place to where you are baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues and and on occasion you might hallelujah uh, really engage in, in in going forth in the Lord and so forth and so on to the point to where you might be slain in the spirit or whatever after all of that is done however there still needs in the mind to be a transformation and the transformation normally takes it takes you through a process oftentimes there's a struggle in our growth and development because we are expecting once we come to God once we uh, give him our heart that he's going to do everything else to bring us to a place of, of transformation but but God uh, involves us in the process you have to put forth some effort in order to get results because many of us believe that if we just come to church a time or two that, that God will rapidly uh, bring us into uh, the place where he really wants us to be without much effort on our part. It, it's sort of like starting a, a workout regimen where you say you want to lose 25 pounds and, 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 and just because you go to the gym and you go three days a week for one week and uh, you jump on the scale and you have lost two pounds. 
It doesn't mean that the process of you going is not working. You have to commit yourself to the process uh, in order to get the results that you desire. And many times uh, it takes a little while. Glory to God. You have to keep going to the gym. You have to be faithful in the exercises. You may have to alter your diet just a little bit in order to get to the place to where you begin to see the results that you were hoping to, to receive. The fact of the matter, however, it's a lot easier to transform your body than it is to transform your mind. Because you can transform your body a lot faster than you can transform your mind. Why, why do you say that? Because your mind and your thoughts have been around you for a long, long time. For years, you've, uh, been, ex you've, been, ex uh, you've experienced and been, uh, been in the presence of negativity and, and, and negative thoughts. You've had the, uh, the dubious responsibility of trying to be able to decipher what's good information, what's bad information in the process we develop worldly inclinations and habits and schools of thought it begins to form the way that we think and the way that we think begins to shape and define what we do and what we believe and how we act at any given time in this world whether you receive it or not in your mind uh, glory to God but stuff gets into your spirit you don't even expect and didn't even want it to get there but just by reason of being in the world you become exposed to so much stuff uh, certain impulses and certain receptacles uh, glory to God become uh, uh, inundated with, with stuff that creates a certain makeup of your personality and your attitude and your disposition all of these things uh, glory to God are just floating around along uh, with your own personal DNA glory to God and some of this stuff has been with with you since childhood glory to God and 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 you've been absorbing it and and making it a part of your mental and cerebral experience you end up becoming a product of all of the things that you have been exposed to and many times uh, we find after all of these experiences we're, we end up in a place that we really really don't want to be we didn't really want to be all of that we just went out for a certain amount but because there is so much exposure and so many different things we end up glory to God with things being a part of our personality that we really didn't want then all of a sudden here comes Jesus hallelujah you're in you're introduced to the Lord Jesus and Jesus says I want you to take a leap of faith with me glory to God and go from where you are with all of that negativity and with all of that baggage and I want you to take a leap of faith glory to God and come to where I am because I am going to reshape you I am going to reform you glory to God uh, hallelujah and I need you to trust me and it's going to take faith in order for you to do it because God wants to take you to a place that you've never been before. And so with all of your disappointments, with all of your lowered expectations and, and negative experience and scars and dysfunctions and, and the things that you've had to endure in the process of coming to this place, hallelujah, you stand before almighty God, hallelujah, and he is saying to you, I want you to take this leap with me uh, because I am going to take you from where you are into where I am uh, because you need to be transformed. This leap, however, that God wants you to take, hallelujah, glory to God, becomes significant because uh, in order to do it in many cases, you've got to be willing to break some rules because, uh, hallelujah, the enemy is not going to want you to actually go where God is trying to get you to go. Hallelujah. Many, in many cases, we not only have, and I'll get to it in a minute, worldly conditions that want to prohibit us from taking this 
this leap, but even sometimes when we get to the, the church itself, the church has so many rules, glory to God, that many times it becomes difficult to take this leap of faith because you've got to go through all of these steps in order for, for to get to God when, when the church has the ability to sort of dictate what it is that you do or you can't do. But God is after changing the way that you think because if he can change the way that you think, hallelujah, then he will be able to change what you can accomplish. You will never be able to come to him as long as you have all of these preconceived notions about who God is and what he can do. There has to be a blind faith that you employ that says for God I live and for God I'm going to die. I've tried, uh, hallelujah, put my trust in men and things uh, and it hasn't worked out for me. Uh, hallelujah, but I heard about uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, hallelujah, and I'm willing to give God uh, a try. Glory to God. See what, what God wants me to do. Uh, hallelujah, and I haven't been able to master it yet, uh, but I try every day. Uh, I'm talking about me. Uh, he wants me to be the master uh, of my own life. Uh, he wants me to be able to be the captain uh, of my soul, of my ship. Uh, hallelujah. With him uh, leading me and guiding me and directing me and not being influenced by, by all of the outside stimuli. He wants me to be in control uh, of my own life. Uh, he doesn't want me to become uh, or continue to be a slave. Uh, hallelujah. To the things that had me bound. Uh, to old habits. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, glory to God. To environments that weren't conducive to holiness, uh, to situations and circumstances uh, that prohibited me from being able to live uh, a high quality of life. Uh, and sometimes we become slaves uh, to certain things in our lives uh, and we don't really understand uh, that we are slaves to them because that seems to be just the way that things are. Uh, hallelujah. But anytime uh, you can't say no to a thing, uh, glory to God, it has control uh, over you. Uh, I'm not going uh, to go deep into this because uh, I realize if we go too deep into this right here and start examining all of the shortcomings in all of our lives, uh, that this would turn uh, hallelujah into an altar service rather than a church service. Uh, and, and so I'll be careful not to go through all of this so we don't spend the next 20 minutes crying and, and repenting and so forth. Uh, but anytime you can't say no to a thing, uh, you don't have control over it it has control over you and many times we take pride in the things that we can do. Hallelujah. How we have lived. Glory to God. The things that we have accomplished. Hallelujah. And we don't spend much time on those things. Glory to God that we are still struggling with. But I believe to a man, to a woman, to everybody in here and everybody that's watching, there is something. Glory to God that you struggle to gain the control over. Hallelujah. It keeps you praying and, and going to God. Hallelujah. You were, but to understand that you were not made for situations but situations were made for you. God has given us the ability to have preeminence and dominance over certain things of our lives through the power of his Holy Spirit and not for that thing to have dominance over us. Hallelujah. And, and if it's any other way glory to God, uh, then uh, you don't have control. Uh, and, and you don't have control, uh, glory to God, in many cases because your mind has not been transformed yet. Uh, you are still being conformed uh, to this thing rather than being transformed. Uh, because if ever your mind gets out, uh, hallelujah, if your mind gets free, uh, if your mind gets strong, uh, then you can have the will and the power over the situation to control it. I thought at some point that it would be pretty easy to break some habits. 
But I found out in later years, after all these years, uh, there are some that are easy. God gives you a pass. He just takes it away from you. But in many cases, there's, there's something that's left there, uh, glory to God, that you still have to demonstrate power and authority over or else it will control you and take you in a place that God doesn't want you. Hallelujah. In modern, in, in modern day terms now, I believe we call it strongholds. Uh, glory to God. And I have to confess to you, uh, glory to God, like many of you, uh, like all of you perhaps, glory to God, uh, there is still a stronghold. Uh, there's some stuff that I'd have to deal with. I've been wrestling with it for 66 years. Uh, glory to God. Uh, hallelujah. And I realize, I come to know, it's not all my fault. Uh, some of this stuff is generational. Uh, glory to God. Uh, hallelujah. And so, if you're going to break a generational stronghold, that's in, been embedded in your life since since you have have, have been a, a young person uh, then what I have determined uh, is that there needs to be a power from on the outside uh, hallelujah that has uh, the ability to break uh, every stronghold in your life uh, and you cannot be in this world uh, glory to God uh, hallelujah and be not of this world uh, unless you have uh, a higher power that dictating the stimulus in your life. You've got to have the strength of almighty God to be able glory to God to say and identify something in your life that's not like God that you are struggling with that has become an issue. It started out one thing but it has remained for so long that it's become an issue and unless there's a spiritual power that enables you to control or extinguish it you're going to wrestle with it uh, for the rest of your life uh, but I praise God every day uh, because I have the ability to fall back on the word of God uh, hallelujah in 2nd Corinthians 5 uh, 17 it says uh, therefore if any man be in Christ uh, he's a new creature all things are passed away and behold all things are become new uh, all things are of God uh, who has reconciled us to himself uh, and given us the, the ministry uh, of reconciliation. Uh, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying uh, that if we're going to take this leap uh, of, of where God wants us to be, uh, then we're going to have to be, will be willing to risk uh, getting into an uncomfortable area, an area that we're not familiar with uh, and just ask God to take control. Uh, hallelujah. Have your way in me. Uh, have your way through me. Uh, hallelujah. I'm not my own. Uh, if you have really changed me uh, take away uh, hallelujah every uh, illicit thought and desire give me the power uh, to overcome uh, and be in control of my own life uh, hallelujah glory to God uh, I want to be able God uh, hallelujah to have your spirit uh, down on the inside uh, I want to partner with you uh, so that I can be much better than I was before in uh, uh, many of us uh, glory to God uh, hallelujah uh, or, or, or vacillating and, and struggling really with allowing God to take control uh, glory to God because we become concerned uh, with our image uh, hallelujah we, we want to project a certain image but sometimes uh, when you realize that this issue that you've been carrying around for so long uh, hallelujah doesn't uh, behave right uh, it doesn't matter what your image is uh, it doesn't matter how much you try to camera Flage. Hallelujah. What's really going on? What's really tormenting you on the inside? Hallelujah. You get to a point to where you decide, I don't care who's watching. I don't care who's knowing. I don't care what the opinions of others are. God, I submit myself to you. I need you to change my, my life. I need you to touch me with your finger of love, with your power of healing and anointing so that I might be freed from this condition. 
especially if you've got what I believe is an unusual issue. Hallelujah. Most of us have a way of controlling. Glory to God. If in fact we need to control at all our normal issues. Glory to God. But in order for us to really get to the point to where we're able to identify, glory to God, unusual issues like this lady with the issue of blood, glory to God, we realize that we need some supernatural intervention. I need to go to the book of Leviticus just for a moment because I want to use the book of Leviticus as a backdrop, hallelujah, for uh, this issue that we're dealing with. In the 15th chapter of the book of Leviticus, at the in the 19th verse, let me read. It reads like this. It, it talks about this particular situation. This is, this is the church, if you will. It says here, if a woman have an issue and her issue in her flesh be blood, she shall be put apart seven days and whosoever touches her shall be unclean until the even and everything that she lieth upon in her separation shall be unclean everything also that she sitteth upon shall be unclean and whosoever toucheth her bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even and whosoever touches anything that she sat upon shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be clean and unclean until the even and if it be on her bed or upon anything whereupon on, uh, she sitteth when he touches it he shall be, be unclean until the even and if a man lie with her at all and her flowers be upon him he shall be unclean seven days and all the bed whereon he lieth shall be unclean and if the woman have an issue in her blood many days without excuse me uh, many days out of the time of her separation or if it run beyond the time of her separation, all the days of the issue of her uncleanness shall be as the days of her separation and she shall be unclean. I thought, wow, what a bunch of rules. Now, it's one thing if I need to be transformed by the renewing of my mind because of these generational habits that I've been involved in because of the generational tendencies and proclivities. It's, it's one thing to have, be involved in these worldly proclivities and philosophies and teachings and practices and concepts, but I need to be transformed not only from the marks that have been left by what the world has done to me, not only by my associations, relationships, and experiences. I know I need to be delivered from the bitterness uh, of all of these things and into a place where God forgives me and I begin to experience the newness of life. I'm delivered from that. And I realize that this deliverance doesn't come easy because sometimes the hardest person for me to forgive is myself. Particularly when I have been involved in certain sins and proclivities and shortcomings that I've enjoyed. Glory to God. And they have become a part of me. There are these weaknesses and vulnerabilities in certain areas. I know I need to be transformed from it, but it's become a part of me. And, and, and I realize that if I'm going to really be delivered, I need to be able to control it. And the victory will only come in my ability to control it. Because there is a transformation that takes place in the life of the believer. I believe, amen, where you ask God for forgiveness and God wipes the slate absolutely clean and, and you're forgiven of everything and you now have no longer a desire to do all the, anything that you had done before. But there's also a transformation that doesn't quite clean up everything. I'm reminded of Paul. 
Hallelujah. Paul, glory to God, the Bible says, uh, hallelujah, that God left a thorn in his flesh. And many times what God will do, rather than wipe the slate all the way clean, God has the ability to leave one thing. Hallelujah. He doesn't clean everything, but he leaves one thing. And he gives you power to control it. Hallelujah. You can use the power to control it, or you can allow it to control you. Now, some folk would argue, hallelujah, that that's not biblical. Glory to God. But I would ask you to examine your own selves and I believe 99% of you, uh, glory to God, are still praying uh, about some reoccurring issue that don't see, won't seem to go away, uh, that every time you think you have mastered it, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll resurrect uh, hallelujah from almost the dead uh, and remind you uh, that you still need to pray. Notice the transformation has already begun to take place in your life, but because there are some things, glory to God, that, that, that were normal, that, that were taken away. Hallelujah, you've been able to get past that. But it seems to be that thing that's abnormal. Glory to God, that, that leaves you every time. Huh? Glory to God, you're going through, you're doing the will of the Lord. You're trying to get to where you need to get. Hallelujah, and you're almost there. And this old ugly thing raises his head. Huh? And you either have to control it huh? or it's going to control you. You have to have dominion over it or it's going to embarrass you. And it becomes difficult for you to just walk away from it because it's a part of you and it won't let you go. Hallelujah. Let's take a moment. Glory to God. I think right here we ought to give God uh, some praise. Why we should we give God some praise? Uh, because we have a testimony. Uh, hallelujah. That we might not be where we want to be, but we praise God that we're not where we used to be. Uh, hallelujah. I used to be a mess. Uh, hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm still struggling one or two things uh, but praise God uh, hallelujah that he has wiped uh, all of the rest of that clean yes and so in our quest to take this quantum leap from where we are to where God wants us to be amen, it not only does it create a challenge in us of overcoming generational curses and this world's tenets according to the book of Leviticus uh, there is a thing that's religious or a hindrance in the church that we have to have the ability sometimes to be able to overcome what's going on in this text and what's wrong in the text is that this woman has to deal with rules and regulations that according to Levitical law would prohibit her, glory to God, from even being in the, in the crowd. By law, she was not supposed to be around anybody. As long as she had an issue, hallelujah, they had an issue. Glory to God. And she couldn't be around anybody. And it's true that many people come into the house of the Lord and they have an issue. And it's not just a normal issue, but it's an unusual issue. And if the church is not careful, hallelujah, the church won't be there to help heal them. The church will be there to accuse them. by law nobody could sit where she sat without having to bathe themselves and wash their clothes they couldn't touch her bed without having to wash themselves and declare themselves unclean until the evening. It would seem to me that if anybody needed somebody, glory to God, to stand in the gap, hallelujah, to pray with them, to be with them, hallelujah, it would be someone who has an issue, glory to God, an issue that's not normal. This lady's issue was not normal. It had reached 
reached the point of where to where it was critical and there must be somebody that I'm talking to or else God would never have given me this message that you're in a critical situation and God wants you to get into the presence of almighty God so that he might touch you for the law was literally written for normal situations with separation being for, enforced when a woman is experiencing an issue of blood in a cyclical manner where it was common for her to have to go through an issue but after the issue was over then it was over. The rule wasn't written for somebody who had an issue for 12 years. That wouldn't stop. And so sometimes what has to happen now is that faith not only has to break through, hallelujah, from the world to Jesus, but now, the, now faith has to break through from the church to Jesus. Because the church will bind you with rules that won't let you change even though the world around us is ever changing. And so what my argument is to the church on today because we realize that the world, glory to God, has put certain stuff on us and caused us to be in a situation that we're in. But the church should be flexible enough. The church should be wise enough, hallelujah, to help people, glory to God, that are experiencing unnormal situations. So Lord, give the church the power not only to deal with the normal, but give us the supernatural power to deal with the situations that are not normal so that even those unnormal people can make the leap that you're talking about because there are some people that have come to the Lord uh, glory to God and they didn't come wrapped up and real nice uh, they didn't come all pristine uh, almost saved uh, glory to God and all they needed uh, was a handshake from the pastor uh, some people have come to the Lord uh, toe up from the floor up uh, they've come uh, almost at the point to where they have lost their minds uh, they are engaged uh, in a multiplicity uh, of habits still uh, they have uh, an assortment uh, of weaknesses and proclivities. Uh, they've been abused. Uh, they've been left for dead. Uh, they have low self-esteem. Uh, glory to God. Uh, nobody really wants to be around them. So in order for them to get to Jesus, like this woman with the issue of blood, uh, we've got to encourage people. Uh, I'm encouraging you today. Uh, don't let anybody uh, get in the way. Uh, you hear about the Lord Jesus. Uh, he's real. Uh, don't let anybody stop you. Uh, hallelujah. You've got to break through some barriers. Uh, but come on anyway. Uh, hallelujah. You've got to be embarrassed. Uh, hallelujah. But you've got to break through uh, and get past the embarrassment. Uh, get past uh, being misunderstood uh, and talked about uh, and press your way. Uh, like this lady with the issue uh, of blood uh, until you get the, de the desired uh, hallelujah out outcome of having your issue satisfied. The church should always be open-minded to those that, that, that hallelujah will try to protest our rules. Glory to God because the rules are just made for normal situations but I just want to testify that in the place where I serve as pastor, glory to God, I see about half and half. I see half normal. I see half abnormal. And we've got to be able to minister to all of them. They're all God's people. God loves everybody. And so we want it to be said. Hallelujah. Glory to God that we don't stand in the way of anybody with an issue. Whether it be a normal issue or whether it be a critical one. Hallelujah. The power that's in Almighty God has the ability 
ability to save, to heal, to deliver from the guttermost to the othermost. Do I have an amen out there somewhere? Hallelujah. Because there is something about when you employ faith in Almighty God and that faith is tied to a desperate need. Glory to God. God will always come through because, hallelujah, a great preacher once said that there won't be any revelation until there is an ultimate concern, until you realize that I need Jesus. Hallelujah, there'll be no real, no revelation. What faith is saying here is that I have to, I gotta have this this time. This lady was saying to herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. What she is really saying is I don't have the ability to wait for the next time that Jesus is passing by because Jesus, hallelujah, doesn't always show up. Hallelujah, he's here right now. I've got a need right now and I need for him to touch me in a very special way. This is not something that I can take or leave. I am about to die. I have spent all on physicians and nobody is making me better. I'm only getting worse. I spent all on boyfriends and girlfriends. I'm not getting better. I'm getting worse. I've given myself away. I'm not getting better. I'm getting worse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When studying this passage, I had to ask myself the question, how did this woman know? Hallelujah. That Jesus, hallelujah, was the one that she was, was looking for in the crowd because she wasn't standing up in the crowd. She was crawling in the crowd. How do you know when you're really getting to Jesus? And I thought in my mind, how did she know? And the thing that I came up with is the closer that you get to the presence of God, the more you begin to sense the power of Almighty God. And you, if you'll just, hallelujah, hallelujah, if you'll just continue to move in, into the presence of Almighty God, you can't wait, glory to God, for a clear shot. Sometimes you have to press. Sometimes you have to break rules. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have to not care. You have to realize that if I stay here, if I don't do anything, my inactivity will cause me to die. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'll be separated from Almighty God. Hallelujah. This woman in the Bible here, she's separated from family. Hallelujah. She doesn't have anybody else. Nobody is coming by to see her because the Levitical law said you got to stay away. Hallelujah. It would have been one thing if it was just for a week. Hallelujah. But now, glory to God, it's lasted much, much longer than it should. And Jesus, hallelujah, when she hears about him, she says to herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, hallelujah, I shall be made whole. And some of us, glory to God, would have gotten to a place, hallelujah, where we were on the outside of the crowd, glory to God, and we couldn't see who Jesus is, and we perhaps would have turned around, glory to God, and gone back home. But what I want to say to you on today is don't be worried about the crowd. Don't worry about who doesn't want you to come. Just make your way. She said, since he's not coming my way, I'm going his way. Hallelujah. She began to crawl through the crowd. Hallelujah. And somehow, the closer that she got, the more faith she employed because faith has the ability to identify Jesus even in the midst of a commotion. Hallelujah. My faith, hallelujah, will bring me to the right place in God. I believe that she says within herself, since I may never get this chance 
sense again I've got to put forth my faith into action and it doesn't matter who you are glory to God if you can supply faith my God my God you can get God's attention because God always responds to faith and what faith is hallelujah what faith has the ability to enable you to do is to press into his presence to press hallelujah into the touching of the hem of his garment faith has to make its need known until the church changes its direction her faith hallelujah calls Jesus who was walking one way when he felt the virtue go out of him he turned around and said who touched me if you can press and just touch him you'll turn his direction faith has to go forth until the church embraces the abnormal as well as the normal and has the ability to love them both glory to God hallelujah glory to God the church has to recognize that in this hour the Bible said in the last days I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh and they won't look like you want them to look and they won't talk like you want them to talk and they won't dress like you want them to dress and they won't know church protocol like you know church protocol hallelujah but we are praying that when they come that the power of almighty God hallelujah the love of Jesus Christ would emanate from the church and the presence of almighty God might be experienced by the one that's seeking for the Lord Jesus this woman is moved by the urgency of her situation and by the urgency of her situation it causes her to break rules she has made this assessment and decides that if she's going to stay in the situation she's going to die in the situation hallelujah she says within herself do I allow myself to be hindered by the law or do I break the rules that I might get the healing that I need will I allow my embarrassment hallelujah of this hemorrhaging glory to God to prohibit me hallelujah from going and getting the healing that I need I'm telling somebody right now even as I close hallelujah that somebody needs to press their way into the presence of the Lord on today you're making the decision today hallelujah to live and not die to be able to declare the works of the Lord because if you touch him he's going to stop the hemorrhaging in your life if you touch him he's going to stop your life from wasting away hallelujah you tried other things and only found out that it didn't work a career change didn't fix it hallelujah a new lover didn't fix it hallelujah the way that you look you changed the way you looked it still didn't fix it I just want you to know that the realization is in needing hallelujah to take a leap of faith hallelujah and have trust that Jesus Christ can heal you can set you free can deliver you hallelujah if you just employ faith hallelujah if the touching of Jesus healed this woman with the issue of blood then Jesus touching you will be able to heal the issues in your life the songwriter put it this way he said shackled by a heavy burden beneath the load of guilt and shame but then the hand of Jesus touched me and now I am no longer the same hallelujah somebody needs a touch from the Lord on the day somebody needs to press until they get into the presence of the Lord hallelujah and touch him glory to God hallelujah by the hem of his righteousness and power 
so that you might be made whole. Would you stand all over the building? Man, I want to pray for someone on today. Hallelujah. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Lord is passing by. And you need to get into the press. Hallelujah. To touch him. God wants to change your life. He wants to stop the unnecessary hemorrhaging of life. And he does it through his power. I'm gonna ask you to bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Word of the Lord says that if we have the ability to pray the prayer of faith, I just believe God has the ability to reach through this broadcast. He's not limited by time or distance or instruments. He has a way of touching you right where you are. And so I want, I want to pray with you. Hallelujah. I can't physically touch you. But I just believe that there's a transfer right now where the Lord himself is going to touch your heart, touch your mind, so that you might be transformed into going from where you are to where he wants you to be. Precious Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we honor you and we bless you. We thank you, Lord, because you're all powerful. You're a great God that has the ability, God, to do anything, to do the impossible. And all that you're asking for, it's just for us to have faith in you. If we have faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed, you said in your word that we could speak to the mountains in our lives and command them to be removed and be cast into the sea. And it would be done. Somebody today, God, hallelujah, has an unusual situation and they can't remedy it and they can't break it. They have tried it. The habit, oh God, has gone, has lasted much longer than they intended. And now we come to you, Lord, because you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And you'll demonstrate it, oh God, by giving us power and authority over our situation. Touch that man right now in his mind. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, that that mental disability, oh God, has lasted too long. Touch right now, in the name of Jesus. Heal, oh God, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. That woman, oh God, hallelujah, who's, who can't escape, hallelujah, what has been done to her. I pray for healing right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Because it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. Let it be unto us now, God, according to your power, according to your word, according to the faith that we would employ. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, if they had sinned, we pray, God, that the sin would be forgiven right now in the name of Jesus. You said in your word, if we would confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe that God has raised Jesus from the dead, we shall be saved. Saved today, God, in the name of Jesus. Show yourself mighty and strong. Cast the devil out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wrestle every foul spirit to the floor in the name of Jesus. So men might be free to worship you. So that men might be free. Hallelujah. To do your will. God will be careful to give your name, the honor, the glory, and all of the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, somebody that loves the Lord. Come on, let's seal it with a praise. Hallelujah. You, it might not be you. You're standing in the gap for somebody else right now. Let's seal it with a praise. Hallelujah. Bless the name. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ.
Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.